go. Hey, hey, welcome to an all new episode of Talking the Mayans. Oh, got a lot to talk about this episode. I mean, a lot. I feel like there was so much going on. It was, this was definitely a worthy episode. With me, as always, is Kinte. Kinte, how are you? I'm doing good. And I'm always, I'm so always so happy to talk about the Mayans. Um, ironically, this uh, episode basically is kind of like the devil we know. Uh, right. And Kinte is the devil that I know. So just <laughs> throwing that out there. Yeah, <clears throat> by the way. <laughs> so, okay. So let's jump right in. Uh, I, I would like to get your assessment of two things right off the top. First of all, uh, give it to me straight about Emily asking Easy for help. I know we're going to go out of order, but we're just going to do it this way. Emily asking Easy for help because that was a big one. And I feel like that is going to just throw things off the rails. Okay. Ooh, boy. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Like, first of all, her actions, the thing that drives me nuts about her is her actions can get people killed. Oh, yeah. You know, and she knows who her husband is. Yep. She knows that, you know, it's almost like she's trying to get uh, easy killed. You know, it's so frustrating that her character is, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of her character. Not the actress, the actress. Yep. I know. You know, Sarah, not, you're awesome. We love you. Yes. It's just her character just does things that are so freaking frustrating. And so she goes to him knowing that she's she could put his life at risk. Yep. And he's so stupid, right? That he's going to, of course, he's going to go and be a, and do it because he's he loves her still, you know? And then she does the whole, I know I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble it's, right there. You know, it's just like, oh my God. It's like, I, do they want her not to be likable? Is that like, is that the goal? Because if that's the goal, they, they're doing a great job. Well, uh, you know, I'll interject and say that both Emily and Miguel in this episode have traveled across vast distances to make me simultaneously hate them both and secretly wish that they would both die. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they are just terrible people. Miguel said straight up that he had had an affair. I mean, just straight up without no pretext, no nothing. Did you catch that? No. Oh God. Okay, so Potter's assistant. Uh, what the heck is oh, Potter? Oh yeah. Uh, you talking about when he said, "and and I screwed she you." She said, "She said f you," and he said, "I have." Right, 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 right. So okay. uh, you know, I mean, I, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, yeah, I expected him to be some kind of pillar of morality because clearly he's not. But still, I mean, just it just seems so like uh, you look. If you want us to hate Miguel, you're going a long way to get us there. Well, you know, he's uh, he's only doing what he's supposed to do, though. Sure, yeah. 
Well, he's a a cartel boss. A cartel boss ain't, you know, that's what they do, right? You know, here's my here's my problem with the Emily angle, right? Emily is always trying to keep Miguel like that part of the world has to stay out of my business. But she's so ready to bring in EZ's part of the world into what she's got to do. She's so ready to bring in Felipe into, you know, let's see if I can glean some information from you about Dita. I, I mean, like, she's so ready to sort of harvest everybody else in their part of the world and yet she's trying to keep the galindo that side of the world has to stay out of this you know like you're starting to sound like a hypocrite i mean in a huge way you know she knows what the mayans do she's not dumb yeah and then the whole now what are you gonna do like you know like don't don't hurt him too much you know uh, it's like yeah that was really crazy the pit bull on a cat you know I, I i mean not to put too fine a point on it but i think we all realized the moment that easy walked into that house what was going to happen whether it was set up to be you know incidental like oh my gosh this was an accident or whatever you could tell right off the top that something really major and really devastating was about to happen. And, uh, you know, the thing, the thing that bugs me too about this is that it's not all Emily's fault. Easy should know better at this point. I mean, how many times does this guy have to be burned before he can get to the point where he can say, you're bad news. I don't, I, yeah, anyway. No, well, okay, so that part was definitely, man, that really got my blood pressure going. Um, but then let's talk just uh, the central part of the episode was Alvarez. And what happens to Alvarez when the, uh, basically, when the mercenaries come to grab him. So that was pretty intense, first of all. And also, hats off to uh, Alvarez for quoting basically or, or coding i should say uh uh don quixote <laughs> yeah, i mean these guys are awesome but they're also really well read i i just absolutely love that yeah that was, was actually quite good. i mean and they were so stupid though the uh the mercs yeah it's like yeah like what 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 they think was gonna that you know i mean that was like the the worst con you know, you know, here's the thing. I, I actually thought about that afterwards. And and what I think is sort of at the central point of it is it, it all boils down to hubris. The Mercs believed that they were untouchable and they believed that they were untouchable because they had superior firepower. They've got more men. They and, and not that they would know how many men were going to, you know, try to come out. But I don't think that they I think that in their hubris, they didn't see the full picture. And honestly, I, I mean, uh, it's hard because at the same time that you know that they have put together some pretty complicated operations, it also always seems to be the downfall of a group like that, that they, uh, that they believe that they are untouchable. And that at the moment that you believe that you're untouchable, that's when somebody exploits your weakness. Right. Right. I love the the scene where Potter was like, trying to call them and he <laughs> and he's doing the thing with the candies and he's just like what the hell <laughs> you know 
I, I actually, I thought Potter's, uh, Potter's piece throughout this episode was actually really good, both because he simultaneously uh, reinforces that, yeah, he really is a, not just a dick, but he's, he actually really does sort of think about things uh, from the perspective of only the top down. I mean, I think it was Miguel who said thing, who said, um, you know, he's, he, he knows things that even he shouldn't know or something like that. I mean, like basically uh, he, he, it's not that he's too smart for his own good. It's that it's that somehow Potter by overthinking everything, he, he does get all the information that he needs. The question is, is it actually the right information? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. No. no perfect. Yeah. So, okay, so we had that, and, and that was actually quite good. I, I felt like that really unfolded pretty well. Um, the thing that, the, of course, that I was really happy to see Happy on the road with them. <laughs> that actually made me kind of surprised. I liked it. You were right. You totally called it. Um, and, and I did, I, I like the fact that he said Jax would have wanted it that way. Kind of like that, too. That's cool. Um, I, I'm kind of wondering um with with sort of what's going on whether the point of the mercs grabbing alvarez had something to do with us sort of needing to know that uh that galindo is not bulletproof do you know what i mean right yes like you clearly you can get to him clearly you can find a hole and exploit it. Um, he's not quite as impenetrable as I think maybe he even he thinks he is, but definitely we as the audience think that he is. And also, I have to say, stupid mercenaries, why would they pull up and shoot the other two in the leg and grab Alvarez? I mean, were they they didn't want to kill them i i mean i guess that kind of makes sense but didn't that seem strange to you yeah i didn't understand why they they did that um I mean, maybe they didn't want potter to get upset with them or something but doesn't i don't know it seemed that seemed kind of strange so i'm sure somebody out there's got some insight into that i just didn't i didn't get it no i didn't get it either well good thing that they were alive because that also let uh nestor go hunt him down Yes. And that was amazing. Did I, I actually loved that? I the the whole scene where, man, good thing he was in an Escalade, right? Uh, yeah. Because any other car, and I feel like he would have been dead. I like his character, even though like, is very little that we see of him. There's something about that guy I, that resonates with me that I like. Yeah, he's the he's a strong silent type. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of myself. He's good. <laughs> Okay then, he's got he's got uh, the the thing about uh, about him is that he, you never question his loyalties. His oh, loyalties yeah. are so hard and fast, which I really liked. Yeah, I, I also I just gotta I just gotta say this, dude, you are hardcore. If you you know start drawing in your blood the digits of a phone number on the hood of your dusty car that you just crashed, that is hardcore. Yeah. No, I don't even think that I would have the presence of mind to go look for my phone of all things. 
I mean, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, you got to give these guys a lot of credit. They're better than me because I, I wouldn't. Uh, so I, then uh, we have, you know, we have the whole, we have, we have the whole uh, torture scene. Man, that was hard to watch. I, I, there was a lot in there that was really hard to watch. I, I, I like the way that Mayans, do, you know, and also Sons of Anarchy, they, they never sort of shy away from body horror, but sometimes whew, it's, it's definitely tough. Oh my God. Yes. I hated to see that because I, you know, he's such a strong character. Yeah. And I, you know, I just love it when he, you know, like I like his strength and he was what, the thing that I love about that scene, those scenes was that he, he remained strong through that. Whole- yeah. And, and, and let's, let's also uh, tip a hat here to uh, Coco who damn that man is such a sniper. Oh my God. I mean, this is the first time that we've seen his sniper skills on display, but I, I, I feel like we don't give him enough love. <laughs> That's just such an amazing character. I absolutely was astounded at how far away he was from everything and still managed to not just make a kill shot, but like, it, it, it was so perfect. Wow. I, I absolutely love Coco. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. I think, honestly, this season, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I want more from him. Yeah, I know. We got so much of him last season. And, yeah. and it was great, too. I don't know. It looks like maybe we'll get a little bit more of him this coming up. I kind of blame you. Oh, why? Because I didn't hype him up enough? Did I not no, have him enough on Twitter? I'm sorry. No, I'm just blaming you. That's I, I tried. I really did. You know, uh, at some point they start thinking you're a stalker and then they stop answering all together. So, you know, think that. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, fan service, I jump it around again, but fan service, uh, 100%. Angel wakes up, no shirt, shoots a, a, a bird with a high powered squirt gun. That was funny. Damn. <laughs> that was great. And of course, Easy comes in, and Easy's not wearing a shirt either. So, I mean, for everybody who hasn't seen this episode and just wants a little bit of eye candy, there you go. It's awesome. Uh, that's sexist. Uh, it was great. Yeah, I'll be sexist. It's I hated it. I hated it because it was so sexist. Uh, and those, also, poor guys, <laughs> those poor guys that were. Uh, somehow, I don't think they mind actually. I think See they how they were treated? They were treated like a piece of meat. Yeah, I think they're okay with that, though. I'm pretty sure. Well, we'll ask them. We'll see if they feel objectified. Um, okay. Uh, so, oh, man, I hate to even talk about this, but we're going to just, you know, sort of briefly deal with the fact that uh, Emily's plan for this uh, for this park doesn't seem to be coming together, right? And the because it's not coming together, she's frustrated. She says that she came into the room to see EZ, but clearly she didn't. I mean, clearly she came in to to get Miguel to do something. And again, you know, this goes back to this whole idea that I have that Emily really isn't. She thinks that she wants the two worlds to be independent of each other. But I have a feeling that by the end of this season, we will find an Emily who has embraced the fact that the two worlds cannot exist independently. It's an all-or-nothing proposition. What do you think? 
Um, I think she wants to be a gangster. Yeah. Yes. I think she. Why do you think that? Because she's. Look at her. I mean, she's. She's towing that line, you know, and she seems to be more and more uh, okay with it. See, I think that Emily wants to be something that Miguel will look. Uh, something is the right word. I think Emily wants to be strong enough so that Miguel recognizes her, so that Miguel respects her. And she's going about it in all the wrong ways, but I think that that's what she is trying to do. She wants Miguel to see her as an equal. And of course, Miguel never will, but I, yeah. I, but I think that that's what she's struggling with. But yeah. you know who does see her as an equal? And the reason that I think that she ran right to him is easy. Yeah, she is. There was a song by Bill Bib DeVoe called Poison. Mm. That girl is poison. That's her. And, you know, and, and also the fact that Easy lied to Angel on the way out. I'm going to go check on Pop. No, you're not. No. You know, I mean, it's just it, like it's it starts to the the lies and the uh, ability for Emily to sort of worm her way into uh, the Reyes's lives is just so insidious to its core. And I don't think she's, I don't think she's planning it. I don't think she means for it to happen, but it doesn't matter. It still is happening. So damn, that's pretty bad. So the, the sort of the last thing that I just want to kind of touch on before we hop on out of here is um, there's this overarching uh, theme to the Mayans this season which sort it touches on loyalty even more than it did last season, but it's more than just loyalty. It's, it's this idea that loyalty and strength are, they go hand in hand. That is loyalty by itself is nothing, but loyalty with strength is everything. And in this episode, it really felt to me like the strongest people in the room, uh, metaphorically, were the people who weren't sort of caught up in all that, all the rest of the stuff. And it wasn't uh, Miguel, it wasn't easy, it wasn't even Angel. It was, uh, it was Alvarez, and it was Nestor, and it was all the people who are sort of like in the under position, but that are completely loyal and strong to the core. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. No, I don't, yeah. So, uh, just just in terms of what you think might sort of be transpiring now, what are what are your thoughts? Man, this is okay. I know that there was a lot of criticism about where the story is going, and I definitely agreed. But like I said, I was so entertained by it, so I was along for the ride. But um, I really like where they're at right now. I like that. I like that, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on. You know, I think what ended up happening at the end of this episode with, uh, you know, the shot to the face, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, will make that storyline 
more interesting. So now that he has to deal with that. So as long as it don't end with just, because uh, it kind of looked like he committed suicide in a way. Yeah, it did. So if that's just kind of where it end, ends, you know, I'd be disappointed. But like, I'd like to see some real consequences somehow. Well, here's the thing, right, about the suicide in particular. Well, the, not the suicide, about the accidental shooting that looks like a suicide. Here's the thing. The thing is that he's a clerk. He's already invested in the, the storyline with Emily now and uh, Ileana. And Ileana knows that Emily had uh, a pretty, you know, raging hate going for this guy. And so... It, it does seem like there's a lot more uh, sort of enmesh uh, character stuff happening uh, between all of them. And I don't think that it will just end with uh, sort of easy. Also, just, just to be honest, this stuff's got to take a toll on easy, right? I mean, he's not really sort of a, a hardened killer at this point. I mean, he's done, he's done some stuff, but uh I don't, I, I don't find him to be sort of that, that that's his character role, right? That his character role is just sort of, I will abjectly kill for any reason. And stuff like this, I think, really does weigh on him. And the fact that Emily was involved and now he's going to have to keep that secret and keep, you know, some kind of secret from Miguel. And I mean, like, I think this actually does end up in the end being a bit more complicated than just he just came over to the guy's house and he accidentally shot him oops yeah and it doesn't help their cause because they they kind of need him alive yeah right i mean at this point now there's nobody to sort of withdraw uh the the not the plans but um uh the bid right there's nobody now to withdraw that bid Right. Ileana can't do it. The clerk is dead. So without without copping to knowing that there's something illegal about the bid, yeah, they're stuck now. They're totally stuck. So it, it I, this was a good episode. It was a really good episode. I feel like, I, you know, just like I said about another series that we were watching before, th this episode did actually go by pretty fast. And uh, it was really, it was interesting. It was really hard to watch in places, but it was really interesting. So I am, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm looking forward to next week, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. I, uh, much like some other series, um, I really like it when they do what I would lovingly call filler episodes, right? Where they've got some stuff that's going on. You know how I said that, like, you know, at one point, they, it felt like there was a Scooby-Doo in the gang kind of episode going on with right. uh with the two of them on the road so I, I i actually was kind of frustrated by it at the time but now i sort of understand i think that we need those filler episodes because they what they end up doing is creating drama and conflict for further for stuff further on down the road that isn't always sort of narratively in your face that's like i'm i know for sure we have not heard the last of the swole boys um i feel pretty positive that whatever was going on between uh but between the mercs and alvarez and potter that that hasn't been resolved yet but i don't necessarily want to go into every single episode feeling like there's dire consequences every single time because i feel like that cheapens the 
the entertainment value of what the Mayans is, which is basically at its core, this brotherhood. And you can't always have things be so serious all the time. So I am actually looking forward to next week's episode, which I feel like is kind of that filler type episode. So our favorite kind. Let's see what happens. Um, how I guess we'll do you have anything that you want to add? No, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this season and let's bring it on. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can already feel Felipe's judgmental uh, stare through the back of somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, so how can people find you on social media? Easy. You can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And then, of course, the website is IndyRadio.org, I-N-D-Y, Radio.org. How can they get you? You can find me on Twitter at FollowingBliss1. You can also find my websites at MoviesMakeTheMeal.com and CriticalLaughs.com. So until next week, we will see you soon. All right. Peace. Have a great weekend, you guys.